And that's what we're talking about this morning, this idea of um, I'm called to take action. I'm called to get in the game. I'm not called to the sidelines. I'm called to be involved in God's redemptive work. I'm supposed to be in it, all right? And so when we talk about Mary, thanks, now I can read. Good. All right. <laughs> when we talk about Mary, um, amazing young woman, you know, uh, probably early teenage years, which is the typical time you get betrothed, you know, and when, when you're betrothed to get married, that's as good as marriage. Even though you're not living together yet, it, it, it's, it's like the deal has been sealed, you know, it's only waiting for the wedding day now, you know, so it's a big deal. You've got this betrothed virgin girl and Gabriel visits her. The same angel that visited Zechariah visits Mary and talks to her and, 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 you know, by the end of it, Mary says, yes, I'll do it. I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. So she's in the game. She is participating. We could bring up our main idea then at this time. Um, God calls writing, His people, and not just Mary, but us, to participate in His work. He wants us in this. <clears throat> when I was... Uh, one of the first ministries I did in Chicago was Inner City Impact, and it was uh, it was kind of like an after-school basketball games club sort of thing. And, and there was a message that that was given, uh, and, and kids from all the different neighborhoods, wherever you're at, you could, you could walk there, bike there, however you want to get there. You would come to this community center, and uh, most of the kids, most of the teenagers, played basketball. You know, that, that, that's what they love to do. So you're in this gym, and I remember the first day I was there, and, and I'm watching these guys play basketball, and I'm like, I'm all in. I love basketball. I've always loved basketball. So, you know, I get out there, and, and, and there's, I, I discovered very quickly, there's no way I can compete. I mean, th- these guys were so good, and, and it made me look so bad. I can't rebound. I can't shoot over them. I can't do anything. I mean, there was a guy, like before we started playing, I remember he put like a basketball up, a, up his shirt, and he would, like, hit the basketball and he'd be like, come out one other side, you know, and he'd go around people, you know. And it was like, I can't even think about doing that. First of all, my shirt doesn't do that. Like, what shirt do you have to buy Father. you can put a ball up in it and, and hit it? I don't even know. I don't know. Um, and after that first week, I, I remember feeling like, I, I am so not equipped for this. You know, I mean, at first I was like, yeah, for a ministry in Chicago, I get to play basketball? Awesome. I'm all in. And then I realized, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. And for the next week, I just stood on the sidelines and watched everybody else do their thing. You know, and if someone starts a fight, you you jump in the middle of it. Uh, Crowd control, sure. But I wasn't really in the game. And and that's a problem. That's a problem. And And it's a problem we all have because God is doing a work. He's doing an incredible work on earth. In fact, He's always active. Can we get some of those verses up on how how active God is. You got like Deuteronomy 11, 12. Uh, God talks about the land the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. There's no time during the year when God is not watching His people. Watching His land. He's always got His eyes on it. Next verse. Lamentations 3.22. You know this one. This is a very popular one. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. What would happen if it did cease? We never think about that because it's always there. It never, ever ceases. It's constant. It'll be there every day this week. It will never stop. 
His love is there for you. Uh, next verse. Uh, Psalm 68:19. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. Selah. He daily bears us up. How many days does He do it? Every day He does it. Every day. He's always working. He's always active. He's always lifting us up. He's always helping us. Next verse. Uh, this talks about God will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So apparently, no matter how hard life gets, God is always sustaining us, and He will to the very end. Next verse. Philippians 1.6, I am sure of this. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And we need God to do that work every single day. There's no days off for God. He's got to help us every single day, always being active. Next verse. John 5.17, maybe you thought of this one. Jesus answered, my father is working until now, and I am working. God is always working. And whether it's Jesus on earth doing ministry like we read in the Gospels, or the Father using people, or the Father acting on His own, He's always, always working. And I think the last verse, Zephaniah, I believe. Uh, The Lord within her is righteous. He does no injustice. Every morning He shows forth His justice. Each dawn He does not fail, but the unjust knows no shame. Every morning He's doing justice. He's accomplishing His purposes. And here's the amazing thing. He says to us, will you join me? Will you join me in this work that I'm doing? You, the body of Christ, will you join me? Mary, will you join me? And and her role, of course, is an incredibly exalted one to bear the Messiah, to provide her womb to be the place for the King. I've read that this is what mothers long for throughout history. Do not be afraid. Be the one that would bear the Messiah. For you have found favor, girl. So what does it mean to participate? What does it mean for Mary? And what does it mean to us to get in the game, to not be on the sidelines, to say, God, I know you're active. I know you're doing things, and you want me in the game too. You want me to join you. What does that look like? I want to explain what that is so you can kind of think about what it might look like in your life. Uh, First of all, I'd like to talk about uh, the perception of participation. The perception. Looking where the Lord is working. Uh, That's in verse 29. If you want to look at that with me, 129. Gabriel shows up and and he says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. So she's already thinking. If you have ESV, I think it uses the word, she was discerning what this greeting might mean. What's the greeting? Well, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Uh, That was the same greeting, actually, that Gideon got. When uh, back in the book of Judges, and he was going to fight the Midianites, but actually he was pretty cowardly at the time, so it was kind of a joke. But, you know, the Lord's with you, Gideon. It's not just a joke, it's true. Even if you're scared now, God's got a great plan, and you're going to lead Israel's armies. You, Gideon, the Lord's with you. And so, you know, I love the video thing. You can see Mary, you know, an image of her, and you see the light coming in, and it makes you wonder, like, you know, you kind of sometimes you read the text and you're like, well, she saw an angel. Why wouldn't she just get like, this is really cool, you know? It's, it's terrifying, though. It's, it's, it's unexpected. 
She's probably alone. And there's this voice. Where, who's the voice coming from? Is someone playing a joke? What's up with the light? You know, the uh, what's going on? Maybe it's just a guy that, that's talking to her, and, and she's trying to figure this out. This what kind of greeting is this? She's discerning. She's using her perception to figure this out. Before the angel, before Gabriel even tells her why he's there, she's trying to figure out what's going on. And that's what I'm talking about here. Uh, the perception of participation is, I need to figure out where the Lord is working because the reality is an angel's probably not going to drop into my living room and say, you, I want you to go work for the food pantry. Okay, I will, you know, sign me up right now. You know, For us, it's not like that, and yet the similarity is God is still totally active in the world and he wants you to be 100% in. How do you figure that out? You've got to have perception. You've got to have discernment. Even Mary was doing that with the angel right in front of her. She's trying to figure this out. You've got to figure it out. What's God doing? Sometimes people say, and I think it's true, you look to see where God is active and then you go join him. What's God doing? Uh, what would you be looking for? Well, Mother? maybe you're at work and your coworker just Father? tells you about their terrible day. You or or ta- has, has a hard, ca- hard thing to say about their the marriage. That's the moment. Do you see it? Get in the game, suit up, you know, and you're like, well, I'm not equipped, I'm not a counselor. I, I know, I know, I can't dunk the basketball, and I can't knock it around my shirt, and I can't, I can't do any of that stuff. Do but get in the game. Get in, someone brought that up to you. Get in the game. Maybe you see a need. Someone's got a need, and, and, and you saw it. You're the one to step into that, maybe. Maybe you're the one. It, it takes discernment. It takes looking. It takes, God, what are you doing? It, it takes praying prayers like this. And you shall God, call his name. My Monday is Jesus. yours. It's not mine. Would you give me eyes to see some things you want me to do today? And then you look. For nothing is and then you see what God brings your way. God. And he will. He will. There's things dropped in our lap all the time. The question is, do you see it? Are you perceiving it? Are you going to get in the game if you see it? Are you looking? Sometimes it's just laying in bed and, and, and you say to God, God, did I miss any opportunities today to serve you, to do your work? And you listen to see what he points out to you. Or maybe you say, God, what, what's coming into my week this week that you may want me to address? Yes what, what do you want me to do? To the unimaginable. And listen for that little voice. The voice of the Lord speaking Her story to you. Is not then when you hear it, you can't say, oh, that wasn't God. That was just me. I was just making that. That can't be you got to do something. Because the Lord showed that and to you. When we say yes, and you prayed that dangerous prayer. God, I want to do something for you today. You know, Would you, would you bring some, some redemptive thing that you want me to do? I, I, I know every moment's worship. We've got to keep that in mind too. The way you work and the way you talk, all that's worship. But maybe there's something out of the ordinary that God wants you to step into the way he asked Mary. You've got to have perception to see it. In the ancient writing, Secondly, a Savior was um, prophesied. I want to talk about the power this would of participation. Bring peace on earth and power. Will uh, maybe before I do men. power, though, there might be one more thing I want you to and see it was about written long perception. Ago um, that God 
Uh, we'll move on to power. Give us That's a good. sign. Uh, the power of participation is acting in the Lord's strength. You have power to do it. So look at verse 35. Mary, you're called to do something impossible. To conceive a child, being a virgin, give birth to him. And by the way, this is God. <laughs> right? This is Emmanuel, God with us. That's what you're going to do. Impossible. But here it is. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, Mary doesn't say, stop, give me a sign. You know, there's some people in the Bible that kind of do that. You know, how will I know it's going to be true? Or Zechariah, we're too old for that. Mary doesn't do that. But the funny thing is, the angel gives her a sign anyway. Here's the sign, the next verse. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Verse 37, here it is. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary doesn't ask for a sign, but she gets a sign anyway. God can do this, you know. God can make you pregnant. He can do this. And and it's and I want to make I said it kind of last week and I want to say it again this week. It is a pagan understanding of of spirituality to speculate and and, and to say that the gods want to be intimate with people like that in a sexual way. That's a pagan thing. That's not a Christian thing. A Christian thing is the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will become pregnant. Alright? And going any further is not the way we want to go with this. It's not what the Bible tells us to do with this. In fact, the word, the next word is overshadow. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Overshadow is the same word used at the transfiguration when, when the cloud and Jesus God. is up on the mountain with the disciples and the Father says, this is my son. You know, it, it's, it's the same word. The, the, the cloud is overshadowing them. There, there's power involved here. And so this is, this is the guarantee. It, it's not a guarantee that it's all going to go well. It's not a guarantee that you don't fall on your face. But it's a guarantee that God's power is going to go with you. You know? If you speak, speak as one speaking the very words of God. Right? I mean, that, that, that's Scripture. Whatever you do, you do it in the power of God. God's power is there. Again, it doesn't guarantee that I, I was going to talk to 50 people tomorrow and all 50 become Christians. You know, it's not that kind of guarantee, but it's a guarantee of power. You step in and, and, and the power overshadows you. The power is there for you. You step on the court and say, these guys are taller than me, they're better than me, and there's no way I'm going to score even one point. But the power is with me to go out there. I can go out there. I can open my mouth. I can have this conversation. I can try to meet this need. Even though I'm not sure about my bills, I can try to help this person with their bills. You know, it's that. The power is there for you, but it's not until you step out. You know, you can't do it on your own. And if you don't step out, you're not going to experience the power. It's just not going to be there. Um, Now, when Mary sings her song later while she's glorifying God... I want you to see in verse 49 and 59, 51 what she says. She's singing about power, by the way. 49 and 51. She's singing a song about everything that's been happening to her. And she says, the mighty one. She calls God the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is, is his name. Then in 51, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost, inmost thoughts. He's performed mighty deeds. So she's thinking about all these things God has done throughout history. And she gets to be part of that. The virgin will be with child. She's a part of it. You know? 
and you're a part of it. And you're not going to be the virgin with child, but you're going to be the person who doesn't talk good that's going to share their faith and someone's going to get saved. Or, 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 or the person without much means who, who, who's going who's gonna, to uh, pay for someone's gas today. You know, <laughs> It's like, I don't got anything, but I'm stepping out. And I step out in his power. See, Mother? whatever, you know, there's a part of this Mother? where I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'm talking about spiritual gifts, there's things, there's gifts God has given the us Lord to use. But, but there's other places in our life where we are totally not equipped for this. There's other places that God says, step in, Moses. I can't talk. Step into it. And the question is, will you step in? be afraid. Will you do it? And when you do, you say, oh, there's the power. I serve a mighty God. Because it's ridiculous that I'm actually doing this. I serve a mighty God and He gets glorified that way. Now again, that's no excuse to do something foolish. You know, you don't put someone in your car and drive 150 miles and say, you better trust in Jesus today. You know, it's not like that. You know, there's foolishness. Use discernment. Remember, that was point number one. But if you discern God has called you into it, the power is going to be there. For nothing is impossible. That's number two. With God. Thirdly, is a posture of participation. There, there's a posture. And, and you'll see it in verse 38 with Mary. She says, I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And I, and I kind of read that and I go, I don't think the angel asked her, you know. But, but she totally submits to it anyway. It's not like, Mary, do you want to? It's, Mary, this is going to happen. And Mary says, good, let it happen. She humbled herself under the Lord's will. The Lord says, this is what's going to happen. And she says, yes, it will. Says yes she submits to, to that word from the Lord. This is the posture of participation. It's humility. Her story um, is not the first, nor the last, when God will ask great things of his people. If your team... And when we say was playing, yes, uh, we'll say soccer, and, and, and you won the tournament, everything, and they gave you a participation award. That wouldn't be good enough, right? Brayden, that's totally for you right there. It wouldn't be good enough. Wouldn't be good enough. Give me the first place. Give me the championship trophy. We don't put participation trophies in in in, in the case, but in your spiritual life, we need more Christians. We need more leaders that are incredible leaders um, that are doing amazing things, either known or unknown, but, th- but those people need to be totally humble, totally not into what they're, re- what they're doing as if it's amazing. We need more leaders that are so not into their own gifting, even though they're using their gifting, you know? That's what we need in the church. Humble people serving God. Look at how Mary does it in her song when she does uh, verse 48 and 52. Look at the song. He has been mindful of the humble humble state of his servant. From now on, generations will call me blessed. And then 52, he's brought down rulers from their thrones, but he's lifted up the humble. You know, God brings rulers down. He lifts up the humble. You know, when it says... uh, where Mary's from, it says she's from the city of Nazareth. I'm not sure if NIV uses the word city, but it's, it's the word city in Greek. Uh, here we go. In verse 26 in the NIV, it says town. Actually, uh, in Greek, it's more like a city. But, but I just want to tell Father, you, that's like calling Three Lakes a city. You know what I mean? 
Three Lakes is not a city. You know, we're much smaller than that. And it's almost like Luke is trying to give it a little more credibility because Nazareth, Nazareth is nowhere, you know? Like, give it a little extra ump, the city of Three Lakes, you know? It's like, why, why bother even? You know, it's a small little place. And you think about how Mary, this, this girl that nobody knows, is now being asked to give birth to the Messiah. It's amazing. You think about the way Gabriel greets her. What does he say? You Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. What do you say to Zechariah the priest? Son. Your prayers have been answered. And You're going to have a son. Call his name like, it's not even a cool Jesus. greeting, you know? I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, it's Gabriel. It's pretty cool, you know, that, that the angels talk to you. But it's not the same as Mary. For and I'm saying, Zechariah is a priest. Impossible. He's in a with high God. position in Israel. And he gets... Uh, Zechariah, your prayers have been answered. And, and Mary gets, greetings, you who are highly favored of the Lord. The Lord is with you. May everything you and, have said and you see this nobody that's getting exalted. And, and she says it too. God lifts up the lowly and he's bringing down the rulers. It's not lost on her that, that she's a nobody. That she's nothing in this whole thing. And yet she is. In God's economy, the humble people are the ones he's really got his eyes on. Yes. The ones that mean a lot to the Lord. The ones that are like, that's my girl. That's my woman. That's my guy. Those are my people. And they're the humble ones. Not the rulers that we all talk about. Not the, not the, you know, the famous people. I mean, people get really good at something. You can get paid a lot for what you do, whether it be sports or acting or a different play. If you're smart enough, you can get paid well. And you can be well known. But God says, I, I want to pick somebody else. I mean, all those people are great, and I love them too. But th- these humble people. And so I say again, may we be a people that if, if we do great things for God, it's like we barely even recognize the ancient it, you know, that, that, that we're not caught up in all that, that game of how great we are. And this that we just bring participate in a humble, and good lowly toward way. Men. And yet, I love that Mary can say, look what the Most High has done for me. Look what He's done. It's almost like she says, I know that this is one of the biggest honors ever given to anyone in history. I know. I know. It's me. Can you believe it? And oh, that we could be that way. If God does something amazing through you, that you would say, could you believe it? I can barely believe it myself. It's amazing. Instead of... uh, of course, because I'm so great. Of course. That is the posture of participation. And when you have that kind of posture, what happens is God can ask you to do hard things and you don't say, no, God, I'm not going to do that. You don't tell him no because you're already humble. You'll say yes. And, oh, there's no glory in that? That's okay. I'll do it anyway. No one's going to see me do it? That's okay. I'll do it anyway. That's what I like the most. Because then he gets the glory and it's not for me. Father. You are highly favored. That you're encouraged this morning to look at your busy schedule. Christmas is incredibly busy. And say, this Christmas, God is doing a redemptive work all around me. Do not be afraid. Give me eyes to see it, Lord. For you Give me hands and a voice to participate God. in. May I not miss something because I'm rushing to a Christmas party. Or maybe it is at the Christmas party that you need to be because you need to talk to someone. You 
May you have eyes to see. May you have hands to enter in, a voice to speak, and the power that God will add to it. The end of my story is uh, with the basketball thing. Um, maybe I, maybe I had a compromise. I suppose uh, what I ended up doing was we had this game room that was right next to the gym, and, and there were a lot of kids in the game room too. Man, I can play foosball like nobody's business, you know. I, I can turn those knobs, you know, and it, it was great. That's what I ended up doing, hey, still engaging with students. Um, I was still in the game, and it was a game I could play. <laughs> There's where wisdom enters in. What should I be doing right now? Let me pray for you. Worship team, come on up. Father, you are a great God, and, and, and we know our limitations. <laughs> some of us, though, some of us are just staying out of the game entirely. A young would you push us in? Yes. Would, you, would you give us the nudge? Imagine. Would you give us the call? Would you tell us what to do? Maybe this morning is that, that moment where we're like, I've been on the sidelines way too long. God will ask and now I'm in. Of his people. And Would you help us this yes, holiday season to see the redemptive things that you're doing everything. and then help us step in? We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together and sing a uh, short hymn of response as we close our service.